What's up, everybody? It's your boy T Hutton, and welcome to episode four of the Bad Decisions, Good Intentions podcast. I got a full house tonight, and I am very excited to have the whole team back with us, plus our very special guest. So I'm gonna let my host introduce themselves, and we're gonna get on with the episode. It's your boy Jacka Jack. I'm back with it. I'm back again, it's your boy Beans. Hey guys, it's Nerly. All right, all right. And today, like I said, we have a very, very special guest coming on. You might have seen her on TikTok, you might have seen her on Instagram, or you might have seen her walking the streets or wherever the plenty and many places she's traveled to. Today's special guest is, drumroll please, Amaris Robinson. <laughs> Hi guys, I'm Amaris. So Amaris, how you feeling today? I'm feeling amazing. I'm feeling excited. Are you happy to be on the podcast with us today? I am beyond happy to be on the podcast with you guys today. Not beyond happy. And we are happy to have you here, Glam Glam slash Amorous slash whatever you want to be called today. Any nicknames you go by, anything you want to be called? Well, people call me Glam or Am if you if you don't remember my name or you don't aren't sure how to pronounce it. You know, either way, I'll answer to whatever. Righteous, righteous, righteous. So, Amorous, today, before we get started with anything, we want you to get accustomed to how we do things on this podcast. So, we're going to start with a small little segment called, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Do you think you're smarter than a fifth grader, Amorous? I'm going to keep it real. I think that fifth graders are really, (laughs) really smart. They got some brains to them, but... But guess um, what? Look, if you need any help, just say hooty hoo and Schnerly gonna help you, all right? Uh, okay. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, we fucking doomed. <laughs> so we gonna start off pretty easy, pretty slight, with something we should have learned really before fifth grade. But y'all, I'm pretty sure gonna prove me wrong. So anyway, who is the third president of the United States? Damn, bro. <laughs> 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 Damn, bro. <laughs> What's up with it? Come on now. Talk to us. Are you going to like, count down or something? Yeah, we're going to have beans do like a 10 second countdown. Okay. George, 10, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5. Wait, I'm supposed to answer to you. Y'all better help us. Jefferson, Jefferson. There we go. You looked it up. Hey, ain't no looking up. No, I did it. I knew it. I was waiting for her to respond. Ain't no looking up. Ain't no looking up. All right. All right. I didn't look it up. I knew that. Give her that one. Give her that one. All right. One point for Team Amorous and Team Schnurschner. So, the next question. How many years are in a decade? How many? Ten. Ten. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Wait, who who answered that one? Who answered that one? That was me. Okay, Amaris, I see you. I see you. you. She's the only one answering. She only gonna call me for help. Oh, he. Mm -hmm. Oh, he. Oh, you took that. Did you take that one from that one TikTok dude? Yep, yep, yep. I definitely did. I definitely did. He's killing folks with that one. (laughs) Hey, so what continent are we currently on? North Uh, America. Right. Come on, play with me, boy. <laughs> uh, okay, so this one for Amber. No help on this one. What are the name of the five oceans? Oh, for real. Okay, we got what? Pacific. Mm-hmm. We got, we got eight. We got seven. Damn. <laughs> Atlantic. Atlantic. Oh, okay, that's two. <laughs> In Indian? Okay, three. That's a good one. Isn't uh, there like a... Wait! No, I need more time. I'm Let them finish, Beans. Let them finish. Let them finish. <laughs> so y'all need two more. Y'all need two more. Um, Gulf of Mexico. Huh? Oh, man. Oh, wait. Wait, repeat that. 
Wait, where did Arctic? Arctic. Is okay. that not an ocean? Arctic. Uh, no. I mean, Amherst. No, Amherst. The Gulf of Mexico is not as an uh, ocean. Uh. Do not say that anymore. Ever. <laughs> did we say all of them? No, it's no. no. Which one we, we said? Pacific? You said Atlantic, Pacific, Indian, and Arctic. Wait. Nope, that's, that's a continent. Antarctic? Actually, actually, no, no. Shreddy, it's is... called the Antarctic Ocean, but they call it the Southern Ocean also. Southern. Look wow. at you. No, you better say Antarctica. No, it, it has no. two names. How you know she was going to say, oh my God. Bruno. That's your real. I know what I'm talking about. If you could see my face right now, I'd be highly <laughs> impressed. Because No, we wouldn't want to see your face right now, light skin. Anyway. Uh, next question. How many minutes are in half an hour? <laughs> No, she's supposed to answer it, not me. She didn't call for my help. All right, bam. So, what is Rosa Parks most famous for? Not going to the back of the bus. Oh, I thought you were. I thought you were saying not going to the White House. I was like, girl, what the hell? (laughs) All right, who freed the slaves? Harriet Tubman. (gasps) What? No, no. No, no, come on. Who freed the slaves? Yeah, I don't know that one. I don't know that one. Abraham, man. Lincoln. Come on, no, dang. (laughs) That's a good Yeah, light skin knew that one. (laughs) Okay, I can't do light skin. No, man. All right, that's the end of that segment, man. We go in that on that note. We go move on to the next segment. Thank you, Amrish, for partaking in that little warm up for us. Hey, don't don't tell nobody else that Harriet Tubman freed. I mean, technically, she did free some slaves. Yeah, technically. But but, come on now, running through through the woods with her woes, (laughs) running, running. (laughs) All my slaves be. Moving on to the next segment of this interview. So, Emrys, we're going to ask you a couple of questions, just get to know you a little bit, just for the listeners to let you uh, let our listeners know, like, you know, a little bit about you and yada, yada, yippee, yip. So just starting off with a quick little bio. Can you tell us about yourself? Like, where are you from? Where do you go to school? You know, stuff like that. Okay, gotcha. So I'm from Central Florida. I just moved to South Carolina for school. And I'm studying nutrition over there because I love food. Mm. I'm also mm. a new vegan. I went vegan like six months ago. Mm-hmm. And I have a few businesses, 19. And yeah, I don't know. Is that a good <clears throat> bio? That's that's a decent start off. We'll take it. We'll take it. We'll take it. Okay. <laughs> so saying all that, who who has inspired you throughout life to, you know, start this you know, businesswoman, vegan, all that stuff? Wow, that's a great question. Well, of Who's course. inspired me? I want to say, like, my go-to answer is probably my mom. Ooh, she's so fun. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh. So sorry. I am so sorry. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's okay, y'all. He's been a little my mama for a little minute. But, <laughs> yeah, she's just always been, you, you know, kind of like the independent woman in my life. And she's like kind of the breadwinner in the family. She's, like, provided for my family forever and she's like ceo or she's ceo like management at the hospital the hospital she works at mm-hmm. she's the vice president of the entire hospital type shit so she's just really empowering and like that person that 
I strong would black be, woman. Strong right. Black woman. Exactly. But for myself, because I don't really want to work for nobody, you know? Factual. Is your, I mean, probably kind of a personal question, but is your father in your life? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm very grateful for the family dynamic that I do have because we're all pretty close. I'm living with my parents and then my little brother and then my older brother is back in Florida. So we still kind of, even now we go back and forth to Florida to visit them down there every other week or maybe once a month or something like that. So like, I'm very grateful for my family dynamic. Okay. 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 So just going back and nitpicking some things, you did a little bit of acting in the past. Are you still into it? And you know, what kind of got you into doing stuff like that? Yeah, so school theater was one of my big things. I started in middle school, took it throughout high school. And I even like stopped track and field to pursue musical theater. So that should tell you how passionate I am about that because I love track and field. Were you fast? <laughs> what? It- yeah, I was fast. I was in the Junior Olympics when I was like nine. I was, like, Did you beat Bruno in a race? I could beat Bruno for sure. <laughs> I don't know that one, man. <laughs> yeah, Bruno no, got so a I'm bad so... ankle. <laughs> no, I'm still that. I'm still, you know, life skin. I'm, 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 I'm fast. I'm still fast for reason. Oh, man. <laughs> but yes, I guess what started it was really middle school because I went to an arts middle school and I was mostly into singing dancing and then I just took on acting as well just because it was in the musical theater department and like I just found a love for it like I love performing I love putting on like costumes putting on a different persona putting on a different like character and just being able to tell a story and be somebody else for a night and I don't really do it anymore just because there's not really a place for me to do that so like I did it in my high school just because like I went to arts high school I went to musical middle school for arts and that's where I was able to express like my musical theater whatever I was doing but then like you know I moved on and then you know life happened I have to go to college I have to work I have to do all these other things so like even when I was trying to do community theater like I wasn't getting paid to do that so it was taking a lot of time out of my day where I could be making money so it was not something that I wanted to continue pursuing, but I still try to incorporate it here and there. I think it definitely helps. Like my acting background definitely helps with the personality and the brand that I have today. And especially like with different TikToks and stuff, like I I feel like I can be more animated in certain aspects because I have that background. You know, I got a little acting background too. I was Frederick Douglass in my fifth grade. Oh, my I was Santa Claus too. No. Santa Claus, the main person they play. You guys, my girl, bro. I'm Santa Claus. And my you know, I'm play. proud of you for that. That's like, I was singing it all. Please don't. If I find the tape, I'll send it to y'all for it. I was actually crazy. Like, I was going crazy. I would like uh-huh. to see that. Right. Denzel Washington. Uh, uh, <laughs> Not, who? Uh, Denzel Washington. Uh uh-uh. uh. Michael uh, B. Jordan? No. Michael. Why you say it like that? No, not, no, not Michael B. Jordan. Why, Sorry, Michael B. Jordan. why you can't be Michael B. Jordan? Mm. Yeah, say it. Say it. <laughs> say it. Say it. I want Next. you to go ahead and say it. Next. Oh, okay. okay. Well, we'll talk about it later. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, Amber is for the people that probably weren't listening or just doesn't care or, you know, just don't know. You are a very proud, loud and proud vegan. Could you explain to us what the <laughs> vegan lifestyle is like? And what it. are the things that, huh? What's up, Jack? I can't do it. Not at <laughs> all. But what are the things that you can't eat and you just don't eat? And how does your family work around like your new vegan diet? 
Okay, so when I first went vegan, I didn't realize because I went vegan cold turkey. I'm kind of like a perfection or what's the word? I think this I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but I just like do things cold turkey. I went cold turkey pescatarian. I went cold turkey vegan. And things that I didn't realize with like veganism is that okay, so like nothing that can come from the animal, right? And I didn't realize how many things had milk products in it. Like yeah. You think about meat and you think about the eggs. Some people don't even think about eggs, but like some people don't think about really the dairy. So they don't think about like, oh, I can't have this, you know, ice cream or I can't have this latte because it has milk in it. Or I can't have these cookies because it's made with milk or I can't have even it's a debate within ve- in like the vegan lifestyle where like some vegans don't use honey because it comes from the bees. But it, it, wait, vegans, is that serious? Yeah, is that, that, that serious? counts. I mean, milk should. Yeah, for some bees, that's why it's like a debate because like some like you know bees aren't treated poorly, so it's like they want to share the honey with us type shit. But some vegans are like, no animals whatsoever. Period. Point blank. Don't touch them. (laughs) So, but what what shocked me when I was learning more about it because I was definitely learning as I went was how many things just have like even milk powders in it. So some chips have milk powders in it some pancake mix even though you like just add water like has like eggs or like milk in it and i have to be really careful about eating out just because like i can ask for you know a replacement with milk but i've had too many experiences recently where like i ask for a replacement and they still give me you know dairy because they don't really think about that stuff and then i go home and i'm on the toilet for the rest of the night so that's not really cool when you when you eat those things now it just mess up your stomach completely yeah it'll like like i can taste it if i try something my stomach will tell me if it actually has like dairy like now now that i'm at this point i think it's like uh-huh. when you probably hit like six months like if you eat something it'll like mess up your stomach it will not feel good <sighs> so where you go shopping for groceries I go, it's actually, I'm super blessed to be in the city that I am right now because there's so many like Whole Foods, there's Fresh Market, mm. there's um, Lowe's, which I don't even know. Lowe's? It's not, I know what you're talking about. Home Improvement? <laughs> <laughs> not the Home Improvement store. There's a grocery store up here in South Carolina called Lowe's and it's an upgraded version of Target. Mm-hmm. But without the, it's, it's the grocery store. So without like the electronics and clothes and stuff. So what what even made you go vegan in the first place? Like why? Okay, so I was actually starting my spiritual journey and I was learning about like vibrations and energies and everything has its own energy and everything has its own vibration. And I was learning about like the food energy pyramid and because um, animals are tortured and they die that energy goes into them and then you're eating that dead tortured energy so then you are basically consuming you're becoming that and not only that but like they don't really because it's mass produced they don't really think about the feces or like the tumors that are in are the meats that they kill so it's all just grounded up together so like you don't really know what you're eating truly so yeah that's why it ain't never stop me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's gonna stop me. I, I just, I'm sorry, like vegan, like all, like full, like you, like have you ever had a cheat day? Maybe where you eat ice cream? Maybe no. And that's the thing too, like that, that kind of gets under my skin sometimes. It's like some people are like. Oh, yeah, but no, you can have a little cheat day. Like, let's go out to dinner one night and let's just, you know, like, you know, it's okay. You can have this mac and cheese. You can have this with this little, you know, side of ranch. No, baby. Not the mac and cheese. <laughs> Not the ranch. 
Because it's like, that shit is really going to hurt me. Like, I'm not. And it's kind of bigger to me than just, like, my cravings. So, so like, I guess, how how does your family work around? Like, are you trying to oh. get your family on vegan diets? Or? Well, my mom is actually, like, one of the main people that are kind of doing it with me. She's not full vegan. My family has no intentions of turning vegan or, like, going down that lifestyle. But they really do, like, try to help me in that way where it's, like, if my mom's cooking, she's going to make a big veggie dish and then maybe add some chicken on the side of the family. Or with the groceries and stuff, she'll get a whole bunch of veggies and, you know, stuff like that. Just trying to incorporate more... Just like healthier foods when when we're cooking just because it'll help me more and just because you know it's like a healthier version so like why not if i'm doing it then why not try it here and there and of course there are some nights where i'll have to fend for myself because they don't want to be you know they're just gonna have to be food <laughs> or something so so is your mom full-fledged vegan or she's you know still kind of borderline no she's like borderline i think the most that she will go is vegetarian but <laughs> she's maybe like the most she'll do is like a steak once a month or that but she's more like chicken and turkey i mean if you're gonna treat yourself to meat you might as well treat yourself to you know a new york strip as jack would call it (laughs) (laughs) so you you're gonna live this vegan lifestyle pretty much until god call you home yeah yeah (laughs) really that's important. Really? I just, I don't <laughs> really. I'm sorry. <laughs> really? Okay. I gotta, I gotta eat meat. I'm sorry. Um. Yeah. Like you. So you, you're not bothered by not eating meat anymore, or? Yeah. So after maybe like a month, maybe a month or two, I'll give it two months because I really like. I love seafood. I, I mean, I still Ooh. love seafood. I love the taste. <laughs> I love the smell. But it's like. It's not really worth it anymore to me. And I don't really, I don't get cravings anymore. So. You don't care about them crab legs, do you? You don't care about the seafood, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I just oh, got no. away for real. So, so, wait, I never knew seafood was included in the vegan diet. That is me. Yeah, because some people are yeah, like, sure. meat is, or seafood is not meat, but like. So, wait, so why is it that when people say they're going vegetarian, they still eat seafood? That don't make sense, Bruno. Because some people don't classify yeah, seafood as meat. I mean, fish fish bleeds, so wouldn't that be meat? When did wait, 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 when did you ever see oh. a fish bleed? <laughs> a fresh fish? When? <laughs> well, my mom grabs it from the sea. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Amherst. What were you saying? <laughs> no, exactly that. People don't really classify that. So, so, so it's kind. It kind of stemmed from you not agreeing with the way animal cruelty basically you didn't you didn't like that or yeah i mean it started more with like energies and vibrations that i started learning more about what they're doing to the animals if you've ever seen seaspiracy on netflix or if you've ever seen game changers i highly recommend that on netflix and they're just i mean seaspiracy is more about i mean we all know we all know what they do to cows and what they do to pigs you know all of like the big animals or whatever but we don't really think about so that's a really good show to kind of give you a different perspective game changers is more of like vegans that are like really strong and really big like some of the world's best best athletes are vegans type shit for real yeah name two I don't know their names, but <laughs> I mean, I don't think they're popular, but like they in that in that movie, it was like the strongest man in the world is vegan. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. You learn new things every day. Absolutely. So moving on, though, we're going to come back to that vegan thing. Maybe. Later. <laughs> so 
you're a dreadhead, a proud dreadhead at that. Absolutely. How long have you been on your lock journey and how hard is it to maintain them? And like when you, when you, I guess like on a day where you redread or whatever you want to call retwist, mm-hmm. how long does that take? Like, okay. Okay. So I've been locked two and a half years. It'll be three years in March. And it's pretty low maintenance, except when it comes to like the retwist. Whenever I do my own retwist, it takes like three to five hours, depending on like, I'll do a style or something. But more recently, it's been pretty quick, just because like, I've gotten used to like what I want to do, or I'll be too tired to even do a style. I love the journey. I can't wait till they get like super, super long. I love being able to wake up and not have to worry about my hair. I could just put it in a ponytail, maybe put a headband on, maybe put a bandana, maybe wrap it up. You know what I'm saying? Just keep yeah. it moisturized. Like, I love it. Interesting. So, this might be a stupid question, but is it natural hair? <laughs> <laughs> just boring. Yeah. Oh my God. Really? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I, you know. or nothing like that. Oh, you know some. You know how some of these people be. They like to use weave and all that other stuff. Okay, and like you good, bro? I went. I didn't say no names. I just <laughs> you just say you know some of these people. You know they like to use weave. <laughs> you gotta grow some dress, nearly. You do, you do like a nice wig, nice weave, okay. extensions. Yes, but Amber, yeah. you always had like nice natural hair though. So you know. Yeah. Oh fair. Wait, no, hold pause. on, pause. <laughs> oh my here? god. Calm down, <laughs> Okay. Uh, calm down, calm down. Because I'm not she... bald headed, so don't try me. I never said you <laughs> You telling on yourself now at this point. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not bald headed. Okay. Stop playing with my dog, man. My dog long hair. Anyway, moving on to this before we before we start talking about Schnurly and she leaves. <laughs> <laughs> so Amaris, you have over sixty-two thousand followers on TikTok and you have over five hundred thousand likes. Was this a, like was this always a part of the plan you had or did it happen unexpectedly? And can you give us some pros and cons of having this type of like big Absolutely. So it was it was planned. I want to say that it was planned. I will say that like my main platform is Instagram. So like my my main goals were to like get, you know, where I wanted to be with the platform that I have on Instagram. And then I was my friend with the business that I have was like, you need to start putting this stuff on TikTok because that stuff goes faster. Like the algorithm goes faster on TikTok than Instagram. So then I started moving my reels to TikTok and then it just started like blowing up. I'll be honest with you. I really got most of my followers from this one <laughs> reel that started blowing up because my <laughs> because of my tatas. But then Not I the just... tatas. <laughs> They love the tatas. <laughs> hey, really hey, 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 hey. No, but then I just used like the momentum. I was like, oh shit, well, this is picking up. So I'm gonna keep, you know, posting the reels, you know, keep coming out with content. And then my friend is really good with different social media. So she was giving me TikTok tips and like how to grow my following super fast. So like with going live and like with interacting and stuff, I was able to grow, I don't know, like 20k followers or something like that. So I mean it was it really was i'm gonna be honest with you guys since i've been more spiritual with like manifestations meditations and things like that they were coming in fast for real because i really started i mean i've been 
meditating, manifesting since the beginning of this year. That's when I was taking it seriously. But starting in August, it was, I remember it was July 30th. I was like, okay, I really need to put the stuff in motion, like writing stuff out, like writing my manifestations out, like putting it on the wall so I can see it every day. And that's literally like the next week is when it started to pick up like crazy. Yeah, because I had posted the reel that went viral like two weeks, like a week prior to. And then I started doing what I you know, was doing, writing stuff down, and then it started picking up. And then to answer your second question, like pros and cons. Pros, I mean, it just feels really good to be able to impact the, you know, have that platform that you have to impact many people. Because, you know, then you have a platform you get to share, you get to learn from other people, you get to, you know, put people on, you get to, like, if you have people's type of thing where you have other friends, you know, are trying to come up to that you could put other people on and you can, you know, put them out because you have that platform. And all the love, too. There's so much love and support out there in the world. It, it's such a beautiful thing. That's real, no? That stuff is is really, it really warms my heart. And then the cons, of course, there's always an opposite. You know, there's always that one person that's like, this shit is, you're slut. Like this, sorry, can I use that word? Yeah, um, for sure. Like, you know, people are rude. <laughs> I mean, you're always going to get a few haters with, you know, the thousands of people that love you, but you know when it's that one hater and it's you keep over thinking that one comment like oh are other people thinking that but really not saying that but it's like i don't really focus on that anymore because I've, I've realized that people you know just project their insecurities so it's not really anything to do with me when it when it's that type of stuff so i don't really look at all the cons that makes sense hey so going back to that manifestation stuff you said you put it on your walls and you just yeah like before I was that stuff is like I, I know what my goals are in my head I have it in my journal that I wrote at the beginning of the year like my letter to myself for the end of the year like I know it but it's such a different thing to physically write it down because what mm-hmm. you write down on paper will come to fruition period point blank so maybe I can manifest my uh, yeah, you said write it down. <laughs> you said write it down in the journal and uh, <laughs> no, but like putting it up so you can see it is like what really will help you tremendously, like with quantum leaps type. Oh, because that's all you had to say right there right because you wake up and you look at it and you're like okay this is what i'm doing today this is the end this is where i want to go so what am i doing today that's going to get me there you know? exactly you i've been doing it wrong the whole time <laughs> <laughs> see where you've been riding it bro <laughs> I've been doing it wrong the whole time. I'm glad you came on, Embrace. God damn it. <laughs> <sighs> All right, we're going to have to change the approach from here on out. Embrace, <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> no extra questions you don't want the answers to, all right? Just thank you. All I'm saying is thank you. So when this pick up for me, hey, I'm going to be like, hey, shout out to Embrace, you know. <laughs> We ain't gonna discuss what it is right now. We just go wait till a later date. All right. When it comes to fruition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You there you go. Gra- my grandma <laughs> might listen to this episode, man. <laughs> <clears throat> so you are a businesswoman. So could you inform us about what your business consists of and what's the daily routines and who do you work with? And if anyone's interested, like how could they possibly work with or 
Mm -mm, I'm sorry, work with or for you. Okay, so yeah. So the business that I'm in is network marketing. And the way that works is we have products that we're able to promote through social media. And then we put other people on that need, you know, hair care. So we we sell hair care, skincare, and wellness. And then we use attraction marketing to, you know, attract people that are looking for that type of solution. And what daily that looks like for me... It's 90, 90%, I want to say 80% like spiritual. So that's, this business is the main reason why I got into spirituality and got really connected back with God. Cause that was kind of an on and off relationship to be honest. Uh-huh. And so like, like first half of my day is spiritual stuff. Like it's all me, like it's all, you know, just goals and stuff and visualizations and things like that. And then I'll go right into like making content or I'll have like morning calls and yeah it's like like the first half of my morning and then I'll start to uh, like once I've made content and stuff or at least started to make content or sometimes I'll look for reels and stuff that's part of like my content to do's or whatever and then I will like respond to dms I'll respond to messages like I'll send out cards if anybody needs that meaning with the business that I have I have my own website where I'm able to put like products together for people that's personalized to what they want and what their needs are and then I can send them out to them and that's how I get customers yeah and then I'll like do some posts or I'll like go to school or like I'll do some other things or whatever and then I'll like post or I'll go live or it's really just about like interacting making content and just using the products and like with my reels and stuff they're supposed to attract I'm just really showing my testimony so they're supposed to like you know want my type of hair you know are struggling with like hair thinning or with my locks especially like recently I've done a lot about my how my locks used to be really really thin because mm-hmm. I know in the lock community, we struggle with hair thinning and being brittle because of like styling and pushing our hair back too much. So, and um, wigs and weave, right? No. Mm-hmm. Oh. no but like that'll bring in customers because i'll do you know i'll be like you know this is my hair before and this is my hair now dm me if you want a a transformation like this and then that'll bring in people like this or ways that i can help people make money is that you know if they're looking for time freedom if they're looking for residual income if they're looking for just a way out of like the corporate America lifestyle, being able to work for themselves, being able to start a business, even if like, this is really, I think it's really for people that really don't know where to start. They want to like start their business. They want to work for themselves, but they don't really know, you know, how to maybe get an LLC or like, you know, go through all that or just like, you know, what products to like create for themselves or whatever. I think this is a beautiful way to get started because there's so many different like trainings and there's so many different things that you will learn like social media wise and really about yourself, really about communicating with other people, networking, which is a big part of getting you to the top period. Because I don't think this type of business is an end-all be-all I mean for some people it is but for like a lot of people it's really to kind of like the stepping stones to get you to the person that you want to be as a business woman or man okay okay that's what's up so this, moving on to the last question of this segment if the you from today could go back and talk to the young Amherst what would you tell her and what advice would you give the young ladies out there today 
<laughs> I would say to my younger self, stop worrying about them boys. Because <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. I'll be, I'll be honest with y'all, I was a little boy crazy, and I was mm. my whole life was about relationships. And it's like there's so much more to life than another man. Like, yes. what do you want to do for yourself? Whoa. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You know, you know, like what? Give me one sec. Hey, Schnurly. <laughs> You, you you hush up over there. Right? Yeah, I'm agreeing to what she said. There's She's so feeling me more. because a lot of so many women are so are what men, men and women are so infatuated about. Oh my goodness, when am I going to find the one? Am I going to meet the one today? Like maybe she's the one. And oh my goodness, I'm so infatuated with all these people. Boy, what what have you done for yourself today? What have you done for yourself this week? You know what I'm saying? Like you're always worried about somebody else and how you want to be this person for somebody else. Be somebody for you. And that's like something that I've had to realize. <laughs> it's really funny. You heard her in the back. <laughs> hey, Shirley, Shirley over there. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, what? Stop it now, Shirley. Go ahead, Amherst, Go ahead. <laughs> Amherst preaching right now, huh? She's preaching, bro. Mm, mm, mm. But that's what I would tell my younger self. And just, I, I feel like for like more generalized, because, you know, not everybody is worried about relationships, but I would just say stay consistent because the only reason why, why I am where I am today is because I didn't give up, even though there were so many times, like so many doubters, even my family, like my family more recently actually see what I'm doing and take it seriously. Even my friends to this day don't really... <laughs> support me and what I do and there's going to be so many naysayers there's going to be so many self-doubts like oh, should I even be doing this should I really be I can really do something else right now like maybe I should try these different alleys this, this and that like no. stay consistent and you will reap the blessings is that what it is reap what you sow mm-hmm. it's harvest season so period like just stay consistent okay 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 we we love it we love the energy supporting <laughs> our all of our black queens out there yes yes Surely, no, We want to thank you for you, you being yourself as always, glam, glam. We love it. That's why we brought you on here. We want you to keep impacting these young ladies and impacting your family's lives. Thank we you. Are, we are going to see you on the TV screen somewhere for sure, for sure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but unfortunately, we are not. Well, no, fortunately, we're not done with this interview. We are moving on to our last couple of segments for this episode. So this is where Bruno presents the artist of the week for each episode. This is episode four. So Bruno, go ahead and talk to him. Introduce them to the artist of the week, please. All right. So the, for the fourth installment of Artist of the Week. My main man is Mr. Majin Dave. So Polk County, Central Florida native. Definitely one of the you know dopest artists I've listened to in quite a while. Neighborhood Hope Dealer is definitely his little IG bio thing. Based off in Central Florida. He has a nice couple of songs that I listen to. One of the favorite ones I have is uh, If I Could Fly. That's based out in 2019. Better Days Part 2. That one, 2020, that came out and definitely want to give that a listen. Find him on Apple Music, YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, even AudioMac. He gives all his credits to artists that he listened to back in the past, like The Game, Young Jeezy, Lil Wayne, and can't forget Kanye West. Repping Savage Dreamers, so, you know, definitely cop a t-shirt. But definitely follow him. He's from the Winhaven. 
and he's trying to make it worldwide. So definitely give him a listen. Margin Dave, M A G I N D A V E, on all socials. Yes, sir. Y'all go check my boy out. Good music, good person, great brand, by the way. So all the all the above. All the above. All the above. So Amherst, normally after Bruno presents the artist of the week, we'll normally hop right into one of our favorite segments. But before we jump into that, I want to discuss this Haiti, this Haiti border patrol situation. I don't know if you know, I don't know if you've seen the news or if anyone listening hasn't seen the news. Basically, it's been a lot of Haitian immigrants trying to get over into the U.S. illegally, albeit, but they are, I'm not mistaken, they're trying to get over the border in Texas. I just read an article about it a little earlier today. My memory is not really fresh because I've been doing a lot of stuff. But, you know, basically it was a picture that surfaced the Internet of a white man on a horse with a whip Mm. hitting. I don't know if it was a child or not. I hope it wasn't a child, but I know it was a Haitian man. It's a man. Yeah, it's a man. Yeah, man can be child, but go ahead. Nevertheless, though, he's still hitting a human being with a whip. Exactly. Yes. So... I want to. I wanted to get y'all thoughts and inputs on that, and how do y'all? Because it, I don't know if any of the listeners know, but all three of y'all are Haitian, like mm-hmm. loud and proud Haitian. At least I am. So I want to get y'all thoughts on that, and I want to see like how did y'all feel when y'all saw that? What is going through y'all hair right now? Because Haiti has been through a lot in the past few months, weeks. So, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, weeks too. But all, they they've been going through a lot just the entire year. Honestly, it's been a it's been a crazy year for Haitians and Mozos. So let me know what y'all thinking right now. How, how do y'all feel right now? What's going on? Well, uh, let me just say this: definitely have to be careful who you vote for. I did see a video not too long ago of our uh, VP. One minute she switched bait. So one minute she said she definitely didn't want, you know, any of our immigrants or anyone from overseas to be turned away. But now that she's in the White House, she definitely switched baited and says, mm-hmm. Hey, you know, nobody can come to the US no matter what color your skin is, no matter what you look like. So be careful, you know, definitely do your due diligence when you uh, vote. Definitely on and also go vote. That's also very important. If yes, you are please. black, you need to be voting. Yes. There is no excuse yeah. as to why you don't vote. I don't want to hear none of this. Oh, my vote don't count bullshit. Man, you get your mm-hmm. ass out there and vote. But at the same time though, you know, you don't really know who you're voting for because everybody's mm-hmm. just talking mm-hmm. and as they soon say as what they you get in the hear. office, yeah. As soon as they get in the office, it like everything switch up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they may say what say what we want to hear. That I mean, at the end of the day, it's a debate. They're trying to get us to vote for them. Uh, but I mean, we still need to make our vote known, and we also need to make our like voices be heard. So if it's an opportunity where we need to vote, there is no excuse why we shouldn't be voting because at one point we didn't have that right to vote. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people lost their life to vote. They lost their right, man. They lost their life for us to have the right to vote. So if I have a friend that's telling me, oh, I don't vote because of this, that, that, and the third, and your excuse is, oh, well, our vote don't count, says who? Is mm-hmm. that what you think or is that what you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if you literally know this, because the first time Donald Trump won, it was a lot of blacks that didn't vote because they think they vote don't count. And that's not the case at all. We, I mean, we have a lot of power in our hands. We just don't use it. That, I mean, that's what, if we didn't have any control over it, they wouldn't let us vote in the first place. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you should definitely be taking advantage of that right that we have because, you know, it, it means something. And we also, we control what goes on in our nation. Also go vote for your, you know, your local people too, because they also mm-hmm. have a big, 
big, big, big influence of what goes on in your community. So that's also big also. That in yeah. some cases, they may be bigger than the actual presidential election. Yeah, them state and local municipals be crazy. And get 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 that crazy ass white boy out of the uh, Florida office. What's that boy named DeSantis? Get him <laughs> that. Get get him. It's no, time for him to go. No Floridians ain't gonna get that man out of there, bro. <laughs> We're always. <laughs> But just getting back on track though, what Schnerly Jackson? What, what do y'all think about it? And Amber, so I want to hear your uh, I want to hear your opinions about it. Honestly, bro, I didn't. I don't really pay attention to those type of things because I already know what to expect because it's gonna happen, right? And we can voice our opinions, but it's like they've been doing that for like years and years, right? So what mm-hmm. makes us think that anything's gonna change just because we say anything? And they, they're always gonna treat black people the same way every time. It's not even just about Haitians anymore. It's just black people, period. Because it's like, what what are you guys doing with whips to begin with? Hmm. That's factual. Doing? That that is factual. That's yeah, factual. yeah. How did they bring that like in like oh don't forget to pack the whip? Why, why did he think okay? that why did why he even okay? think that was okay? Yeah, right. Exactly. And when you when you look at the whole picture, like the background, the others, all of them had the whips. It's like what what exactly are you guys doing with whips? They're not slaves. Like, and you know what's crazy? If those were Canadians trying to get over here legally, I guarantee you mm. there wouldn't have been a single whip out. And I'm not okay. of course there are black Canadians, but more than like when you think of Canadians, you think of white. Let's just go ahead and be real. You think of white people, you don't think of black Canadians. That's the first thing that come to mind. So if this if this was vice versa, I guarantee you there would not have been a single they probably wouldn't even been armed. I mean, of course they would have been armed, but they wouldn't have been ready to use them. And that's my thing. Like when it's from, when it's white immigrants, it's, it's like they favor those people. Like they can get in no problem. You know, if they apply, they're going, you know, it's not going to be a fight or it's not going to be a long wait. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on in, you know what I'm saying? Because they're regulating who they want to be in this country. And I think that course they're gonna have this prejudice against black people the whips is fucking outrageous to me because like we were saying like that's what what don't make sense at all we're not even trying to hide it at this point you know what i'm saying like for sure for sure and what's for and like and going back to what bruno says it's very important to vote like your vote counts well then it still comes to we voted who we vote for we didn't vote for trump we voted for biden we we voted for biden and exactly. at that point, and, and I like, was even, and, oh, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I was even stating that we're basically voting for the lesser evil because Biden, evil, yeah. yeah, Biden the idiot too. He ain't no different. When I seen that, that broke my heart because like I'm Haitian and I'm seeing my people be treated in a country that I'm in like that. That's mm-hmm. ridiculous. It's sad, man. And what was, the, what was the excuse they used? You know, it's crazy. I was watching different interviews about people talking about it. I didn't really see any, I didn't hear any remorse. Any, you can hear when someone's sad and like when somebody really feels some type of way. Like when mm-hmm. them people was talking about that little white girl that, uh, that Gabby? they found. Yeah, yeah, whatever her name is. Yep. They actually genuinely sound sad when they found her. Bro, but we're not talking about FBI, this stuff. It's in a whole FBI team to to go look for her. Not saying like they shouldn't, but it's like so you telling me a bunch of people getting whipped. <laughs> y'all y'all kind of okay with that? <laughs> no remorse, nothing. Y'all just be like, oh yeah, this is happening. Right. But a girl went missing. Y'all sent a whole FBI team, a bunch of people going to look. If we need the same energy for like not just a girl, a white girl. It's like it was on the news for like 
like days, two weeks straight, days. like days after day. Exactly. Day and after day after day. They have barely be- put anything on this Haitian situation. And I hate it. I so literally like, left left the news on for like an hour or so. I didn't see nothing talking about that. It's, it's, I, I think that's just how it is. So that's why I don't really speak on things like that because it's going to play out the same way every single time. It's just... And, and see, that's the thing. We can't think like that. At the end of the day, I hate to say it, we we really all we got. <laughs> we can't really depend on anybody else. That's why instead of killing each other, stick together and try to fight it. And I'm not saying fight it violently. We don't have to do that. But it's certain ways we can go about doing certain things. So instead of tearing everybody down and just trying to, oh, well, you ain't this, you ain't that. You ain't. Let's like stand together and protect our community and protect our people. Because when I see, if your, if your skin color is black, I don't look at you, oh, you Haitian, oh, you Jamaican, oh, you from the Caribbean. If you black, you black. Because mm-hmm. if we get pulled over, if something happened in the street, they don't care what we are. Yes, we're all not nope, white. We're all black. black. We are black. At the end of the day, they don't care about that. So it at this point, we just got to stay. And it's really heartbreaking. I'm not even Haitian, but at this point, and I know I say this jokingly a lot with y'all, but I, I'm Haitian by association. I really feel that way. My stepmom is Haitian. Like, my sister is half Haitian. Both of them. I, all my friends are literally Haitian. So... Like, it, it hurts seeing stuff like that because it's wrong. And like I said, I go back to it. They wouldn't do that to no white people. Nope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're going to say it's a refuge. They, mm-hmm. They're definitely going to come up with every excuse as to mm-hmm. why they can get over here or they can make it easier for them to come over here with no problems. Mm-hmm. They're giving them housing and all, man. Exactly. Because I still know, I know Haitians right now that's been here since they were in middle school, elementary school that still aren't residents here. They still like that this stuff. They like yo for real, bro. Like I was talking to one of my homegirls, and she was trying to get a job somewhere, and like basically weeks just because like she had to wait for another. I think like a green card or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what she had to wait for, but she had to wait for a card, so they wasn't gonna let her work until she get that. And it, it's the same thing with Hispanics too. They do the same thing to Hispanics too. But just right. I mean, we're not we're not necessarily talking about that right now. Right now, we're just talking about the discrimination against people of color. And it's sad because a lot of people just turn a blind eye to it. Like, it's just normal now. They don't even talk about it. It's sad. Like, it's really sad. There's no empathy. At all. Like, literally, when I was watching the interview, the dude was literally reading it from a paper, going back and forth to the paper, just reading, reading, reading. No empathy in his voice, nothing. I'm just like, yo, this really, really... it's terrible heartbreaking but moving on before we turn this into a whole race thing (laughs) (laughs) moving on to the last segment of this episode which is the question segment so Amaris this is where people send in questions to us throughout the week we pick a couple of questions and then we answer them and you know we're always honest about it this is our favorite segment because you know hey we get to be ourselves so Hopefully you like this segment as much as we do. Okay, bet. <laughs> so, bet everybody ready for this? It's finna get real, real nitty gritty. You know I'm always <laughs> shiesty with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sir. Ski. So, question number one: What are your feelings on the LGBTQT community and towards homosexuals? Anybody want to start? Uh, you you like what you like. It doesn't interfere with, you know, someone like another being a yourself per se. That one person makes you happy, makes you happy. That's all I see. No judgment. 
No, no yeah. judgment. No judgment. I'm going to talk about that a little bit more. So I don't have a problem if you like, if you're a guy and you like a guy, that's cool. If you're a girl, you like a girl, that's even better. You know what I'm saying? Huh. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but this is where my problem comes in. You can't force anybody to, well, how do I say this? Be be a part of the community or just agree with you. That's not how that works. If someone doesn't agree with you, oh well, so be it. You can't force that upon somebody. I don't have any problem with people that are, you know, in this community. You know, we're all human. We like what we like, what Bruno said. But, you know, I, lately, a lot of these LGBTQT people have been very aggressive. And as soon as somebody says something just a little slight out of the way, we get like, you know, cancel, 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 cancel. And I'm not saying it's wrong, and I'm not going to say it's right, but at, at one point it was called coming out of the closet for a reason. A lot of people didn't want to do that because they were embarrassed and whatnot. And that's not right. Don't get me wrong. That's not right. Because, you know, I'm openly straight. I like vagina. You know, you know what you're saying. Exactly. So, I mean, if you if you like weed or whacker, go ahead and do that. But you can't force your beliefs onto someone. That's the problem I have. I don't like that. And also, if you're a male and you're gay, that's cool. That don't just because you like boys, it don't mean you can fight a female. That doesn't make that okay. There, there's nothing that's going to make that. Okay. You can't partake in female sports. That is not okay. You are still a male at the end of the day. So you're, you know, that some things just won't change. But Everything else is cool. I don't mind it. Do your thing. I love it. You love it. I love it. Do your thing. Okay, I agree with you to a certain extent. Sorry, I'll be quick. But yeah, I think that, you know, the LGBTQ community is an oppressed community. And like you said before, they have been going through, like, you know, before they it was called coming out of the closet or, you know, it was looked down upon or it's like, oh, that's so gay. Or like, you know, those things were like, bad words or like you know with negative connotations i do think though you said that you don't like when people like force their beliefs on other people i don't like that either but i believe that it's the other way around where these christians are saying like oh you you know you're good you're that's the abomination of the earth and you're gonna go to hell and why are you being gay that's so gay that shit will fucking enrage me that i do not like that because whole nother what that means to child that could be a whole other topic but <laughs> my thing is like you said before if you like what you like you like what you like it doesn't have to be a big thing it's coming out i'm not gonna announce to everybody that i'm straight or that you know what i like what i like but then you expect people to like if they're gay like they need to have, have said that or something like that or like if you see like other men getting uncomfortable with other men you know just embracing their feminine side and then they get all you know worked about it like there are so many times when there's a there's a gay man embracing his feminine side and the men that are like threatened by that i don't understand why they're threatened by that but they're threatened by that and they feel uncomfortable with it and then that can result in violence that can result in like hate speech hate crime that can result in just oppression and that's that doesn't ever sit right with me mm -hmm. factual 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 
And don't get me wrong, it, it's never it's never okay to just perform a hate crime just because someone likes something or you know vice versa. That that's not okay. We, right? If it, like if it makes you uncomfortable, then like don't listen to it. Can I give an example? Yeah, go ahead. I don't know if this is gonna. <laughs> We're gonna. Okay, I'm just gonna say it. I'm a big fan of Lil Nas. I'm just gonna put that in. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Lil Nas. And something happened with like Boozy and he was talking about, oh, all this shit with his music videos are coming out and my kids are watching that. My kids are gonna turn gay because you putting that shit out there, nigga. <laughs> not, not the case. Yeah, can't do that. Right, not the case. If you don't like it, hey, guess what you could do? Turn the shit off. If you don't like it, hey, guess what you could do? Unfollow him. That's I'm not your area of Instagram that you should be on. That's not your area of Inst- of YouTube that you should be on. Just let him live his life. Type your your kid. You can also monitor what his children watches. Exactly. I'm gonna go ahead and be devil's advocate right now. I, I actually kind of like Lil Nas X music, but we go keep. Oh, on. Yeah, we do. <laughs> 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 I, don't, I don't think it's too bad it's actually kind of catchy but you know <laughs> hey, hey remember before he came out when we was in the car and you was listening to Old Town Road I always knew something was off about that song and I will give credit to Jackson Jackson like hey bro y'all, you missed the best brother that stuff just don't seem right I'm like just chill bro. yo this is kind of off man <laughs> This doesn't sound right. It's just a horse in the road. That's all it is. <laughs> oh my god! That. I never thought about it like that. Yeah, when you go back and think about it and how Lil Nas Man, look, turned out, I yeah. think it's more than that. I think it's, it's more than that song. It sure is. I'm not. It's still, it's still a bop. It's still a bop. I'm a still ride like my phone. no more. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh my god, I never thought about it like that. Look at, Bruno. Hey, look, at, look at Bruno talking about oh bro, it's just him and his horse. <laughs> he used to sing that to like the top of his salons. Hey. Oh my oh, goodness, man. I'm a ride till I can't no more. No, nah, I I couldn't do it. <laughs> it's that's not hey, even Billy could when change. He threw Billy Ray on that song. I'm like, oh, he did something with this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, they, they, they're dropping that bit at the club. I'm like, y'all yes, wild, doing crazy. <laughs> oh I always knew it, though. Not the dancing horse in the middle of the club. But, but no, Amherst, there's nothing wrong with like a Lil Nas X. I like Lil Nas X. Now, I'm not going to lie. Some of his videos do be a little out of pocket <laughs> on me. But, you know, hey, that, that, that look, he's a creator at the end of the day. He's an artist. So. Just turn it off. <laughs> Very like, creative. Very so, so, okay, Amherst, like... I'm not going to lie. Some of the stuff he do is like the pregnancy thing. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> I can only defend you so much. Wait, what are you talking about? You said what? When, the, when he did a little pregnancy thing. Oh, <laughs> on Instagram, I was like, dog, like, really, dude? Yes, yeah, really? I'm like, uh, uh, okay, now nah, it's like, yeah, the baby. Okay. But it's like, <laughs> it's like, hey, cool. Do your thing. If that's what you want to do, do it. But come on, bro. I can't keep defending you. He did that no, right that after the, that performance. Then he, no, he did that when he dropped that, that song with Jack Harlow. That song actually go crazy, by the way. It's very catchy. For real, I love that song. That's mm-hmm. like, I just think he's so creative, like, the way he presents, like, his brand. Because, like, that whole thing about him going to jail and, like, oh, y'all are going to see, like, the jury duty or whatever. And then, boom, it's the whole music video. You know how many people thought he was actually going to jail? It was actually like, oh, my gosh, Yes. Finally, this you know, gay guy. Punk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, like, I'm actually putting out another song. What you put, fucking talking about? Hey, it, 
Every time the niggas that uh, that don't like gay people, every time they nigga put out a bop, they get madder and madder. Bro. Nah, but that video was kind of wild, bro. They in the shower and all. Bro, it, was, it, it was definitely out of pocket. It was definitely out of pocket. It was wild. But look, though. That video got over like a million views. Probably, of course, like, yeah. of course it's gonna get over a million views. Talking about a shower scene, like that's the goal, though. <laughs> nobody wanna believe that. To be honest, and still to this day, I really think Lil Nas is doing this for like the views and just like the fame because you know, no way. I'm not gonna be a, a straight dude and kissing dudes on stage. And oh no, no, no. Oh wait, no. he kissed somebody on stage? Yeah, yes. he somebody in the video. Yeah, VMA, right? I didn't know oh, that. He did it on stage. But he did it. Like two guys, wasn't it? One. Damn, it's crazy. Uh, Something like that. Being gay sales. <laughs> I don't need that much fame, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. So, Snelly, what, what are your thoughts on it? Um, you know, you know, everybody can like what they like, just as long as you guys let whoever you're dealing with, especially the transgenders that date other men and they don't tell them that they're transgenders. Please let them know that Please, you're a transgender. Because then that cause a whole situation. To get goes. violence. Yes. Yeah. I don't like that. So I feel like I don't, condone, just wrong. I don't condone violence, but in that situation, come on. You gotta get your ass and keep it a buck. I mean, yeah, you can throw them hands because at the end of the day, you still a nigga, but you ain't gotta kill them. <laughs> get, get close. No, come on now, bro. Whoever. And guys, please pay attention also. <laughs> Pay attention, please, because sometimes it's noticeable and you guys just don't. Some <laughs> boys be blind to it. Uh, bro, that's a whole dick right there, big dog. That's that Henny kicking in. <laughs> Anything is possible. Can, can some can someone take the honor for me, please? Please. I say it too much. But no, All yeah. Right. All right, next. Let next. them know. Next question. But move, moving on, please. Because I just, oh, Jesus Christ, Bruno just, man. Anything is possible. <laughs> All right, bro. Okay, so look, the next question is the guy I am with right now does not know how to manage his money wisely. Instead mm-hmm. of putting his money to the side, he would rather go buy a new pair of shoes every week or go with his friend or go out with his friends or basically buy things he doesn't need. It has, been a, it has been like this for. <laughs> <laughs> it's been like this for a while now and it hasn't gotten any better should i go ahead and leave now or should i continue to try please be honest get the fuck out uh, oh wait Shirley, what was that go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> ladies go first. wait so like she already talked to him about it is that what i'm hearing uh according to the question it seems like they had talked about it a couple of times <laughs> Uh, I don't think they talked about it. It just sounded like he just she noticed it. You don't think they talked about it, Bruno? I doubt it. Let me read this question again. Yeah. The guy I am with right now does not know how to manage his money wisely. Instead of putting his money to the side, he would rather go buy a new pair of shoes every week or go out with his friends or basically buy things he doesn't need. It has been like this for a while and it has not gotten any better. Should I go ahead and leave now? Or continue to try. Oh yeah, she had. She did not specify. What there she you go. Keywords. Okay. Hey, that's um, Bruno. age. Bruno love to hear that. But, <laughs> but if she said, "Oh, continue to try," so that means she tried before. Right. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, she probably. Mm-hmm. Good. Hey, I feel like she had a conversation Jack. with him, and he hasn't changed yet. Yeah. I mean, she said it's been going on for a while. 
now. Exactly. So I think they bit. I'm pretty sure she talked about it. She probably she, she tried to if, put grab his wallet. It didn't work that way. Next question. If it if it didn't got, wow no. wow if it got to the, if it got to the point where she hitting us up about it then got pretty bad. <laughs> she, she's, she's ready to help. leave. She just needs confirmation. Right. Yeah. So basically. <laughs> So go ahead, Snarly. What's her, what's she trying to do? I mean, because if you're, you know, planning a future, you're thinking about it. It sounds like she's trying to plan a future. Yeah, and the person is just spending money like left and right. That's it is if it is it wouldn't make me secure as the woman in a relationship because it's like, what am I gonna have to fall back or like, what are we gonna how's how to say it? The Air Force ones? No. <laughs> no. Guy. How are we gonna put our lives together? If that makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, I got you. Um, I agree. Glamorous, what you think? I mean, I think that I agree because, like, it, it sounds like she just wants a confirmation. I definitely think that if it's, like, especially with finances, I think that's kind of, like, a touchy subject with relationships because it's, like, when you're thinking about, you know, creating this future with somebody, finances is a big thing. And it's, like, it, to talk to somebody about their money, it's, like, you know, well, I want to spend my money how I want to spend my money. You know what I'm saying? At the same time, it's like, okay, well, if you are committed to us, if you're committed to a future, if you're committed to longevity, right? Exact beautiful word. Hmm. If you want that, then <laughs> you know, hold you on, hold on, Amaris, hold on, Amaris, <clears throat> hold on, Amaris, spell longevity, Bruno. Oh my god. I always want to spell something. We're not doing the fifth grade questions anymore, man. Let her go. Go ahead, Amaris. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. No, but I think, like, you're going to have to make some sacrifices. We're not children anymore. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You're going to have to do some big boy things. You're going to, like, like how she was saying before, like, what if, you know, rent comes around and you bought hmm. a PS5? And now I don't. We don't need a PS5. Why don't we need no PS5? Because the rent needs to be paid. That's why. But these games you want to be played too. No, do you want a roof over your head or do you want to be out in the streets playing a PS5? Right. I'm going back to my mama's house. I don't need this. Finances, (laughs) it's a red flag if you are a grown man and you don't know how Mm -hmm. to manage your finances. You need to Mm -hmm. learn how to save Mm because eventually you guys are going to have a wedding, children, you want to buy a house. Married. That's a lot. Pay bills. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry? Pay bills. Go ahead. I ain't say nothing. I ain't say nothing. I said pay bill, pay bills, have a house, kids. Oh, on the whoever wants to have a big wedding, like all that, you need money oh. for all that. Oh, mm-hmm. you got a point. You, you want to buy a car, like mm. you have to have a saving, like buying. Damn, sneakers. we got to do all that, bro. That's yes. yes, buying sneakers is not it. I mean, you can have nice things, but every sneaker that come out, you gotta go buy one. Hey. <laughs> and it's not <laughs> that important after that. You know, after the I feel, I feel attacked. Hey. I mean, are you sleeping in your sneakers? Hey. <laughs> is that how you eat? Hey, 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 Shirley. I'm just saying, Slow down like, now. It's okay Slow to have now, a couple buddy. today. Every time one come out, and then you just wasting your little paycheck. Hey, so, I don't so know me. how much he making. That's what so, I need to know. So I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead. Did he making? What job does he have? I'm gonna go ahead and keep it a buck because it's like coming from somebody that is like still trying to teach himself how to save and finance his money better. Mm-hmm. Um, it is definitely not something you're going to learn overnight for sure. And I, that's not making no excuse. Now, if y'all have talked about it multiple times, then that's that. And if you feel like it's never going to get any better, then hey, 
get your stuff and leave. Hopefully, y'all already got no place together, and it's affecting like rent payments and all that stuff because it's so worth. You fucked. Shit, but man. I would say like maybe if you haven't already, should sit down and really have like a heart to heart conversation. Like, yo, if you don't do this, I'm going to leave you. Why does she need? Why does she need to do that? She already had a conversation with him. But he's I'm not saying. a kid. He's a grown man. That is true. That is true. Yeah, that's true. too much money. Uh, all I'm gonna say is, all I'm gonna say is this, and I, I agree with y'all. If it's becoming that much of a problem, where you know you got to come to us, I feel like it's pretty. That pretty much said it all right there. You already have your answer. You just want confirmation from us. You know what you got to do. Now I don't want to break y'all up. I don't even know who sent this question, but I will say this: If yeah, you see the red flags in. Can I say something? Go ahead, my good brother. All right. Y'all know I love my sneakers, right? I like my shoes. Oh, shit. (laughs) No, no. It should be only fair. It's only fair. So if if he's making good money at his job, right, and he's making a good, decent amount of money, and he loves his shoes, let him have his shoes. If he's taking up, you know, if he's taking care of all his bills and he got a little money in the savings, whenever it comes to going out with the friends every weekend, that money an issue especially if it's just him and his friends and you're not going that's probably the issue also because she's feeling she's being left out so that i feel like about but if he's buying shoes all the time and you know he he's not making that much money then i would say you might want to leave <laughs> but i don't think it's about how much money he's you, making. I think you it's can't wear not. all the sneakers all the time though exactly mm. Yeah, yeah, you know that. Preach I mean, past the beans. You finally talking about something. I mean, I mean, said I the man going out every weekend. Every week. He's buying that. a, I mean, he's buying a pair of you, shoes every week. But Jack, if you add them expenses up, you going out every weekend. You buying basically every damn pair of shoes you see there or that you like. That that's shit fifty-two new sneakers <laughs> every year. Okay, 50. well let's not say he buying shoes every week. Now I'm pretty sure that was a pretty old. No, I think that well, was she said every week. Twenty-six every, every two weeks. <laughs> But you know, you can go to the Nike outlet and buy three pairs of shoes for what? But I think her problem is that he is not setting money aside. He's not saving. That's her problem. Yeah, you got to go short. Yeah, I understand that though, because if you start, if you serious about something and you want to build a future with someone. Sometimes you gotta sacrifice those things that you never thought you would want to set. Like that's not she not saying you can't buy no more shoes ever, but what she is saying is like you you gonna have to grow out of that mindset. We're not in high school no more. You have bills, we might have a family together, we trying to get married, get a house, I might get pregnant. Yeah. Right. And what if the baby needs diapers Wait. Hey, y'all would No, no, he's right. They might get accident oops and you have an that, And that's true. <laughs> and you can't once you have a child, you can't go out and buy shoes every week. Mm. Yes, you can't. You gotta start saying <laughs> Jack. <laughs> I haven't bought a pair of shoes. I'm kidding. <laughs> but I, I understand where she's coming from. And honestly, like I said, if you if you looking for us to answer that question for you, I think you already know the answer to the question. You just don't want to do I don't know how much, you know, history y'all have together. But then at the end of the day, history don't really mean nothing. Like, to, Really? Nope. I mean, it no, do, but it don't. Anything. It do, okay. but it don't. History is yes, in the past. We need, we need to look towards the future. Come on, yes. no? And that's true. Like I said, saving huh. saving is very important. And I learned that from my last relationship. Like, like you, you need to save 
So that's that's very important. Yep, faith, because you never know what's gonna happen at all. And that's fair. With that. And like I said, I, I would say have a discussion with him again. Yeah, yeah. have a conversation. It, it's oh, always good to have a conversation. I think a conversation for real, right? For real, no, 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 no. no. Uh, I feel if, like they should have another conversation. Yeah, and change, then you would leave, but don't just up and leave him. Right. Without a, without it, having a well, conversation. Right. It has. It has also depends on. How many times they've already talked about exactly. it? Exactly. Because if she said it four or five times, I'm pretty she's tired of like repeating herself. Even if she said it like four or five times, like if you're you know at a point where you're in a relationship with somebody and you're like you know you want to future with them, you know you want them to be able to you know have their finances secure. So I don't think that it's gonna be just easy for her to just like leave like that. So if it's something not to give an ultimatum, but it's like okay, look, I've said this to, you know however many times and I have not seen any changes and like that's a really big deal for me make it make sure that you're letting him know how much of that resonates with you because a lot of people like you know you know we'll just take that and be like okay yeah yeah, yeah. well i'll save you know one day when i get you know the next pair of shoes you know next month you know hmm. but it's like okay but this is actually really serious to me and so i can't you you're not you know respecting the expectations that i have for us so like you know i'm just gonna remove myself and you know if whenever if you're ever ready to step up to that, then we can, you know, have a, a discussion later on. But for right now, Deuces. I can't trust, you know. Does that make sense? It makes yes, sense. It makes sense. But before we move on to this next topic, I know it might be a little late in the episode, but I also wanted to say that it is okay if his finances aren't good as long as he is shopping with our newest partnership, PK Bakes. Y'all go check out our girl. She is based in Atlanta, Georgia. She has different flavors like French vanilla, mm. half and half, whatever that means, cookies and cream, strawberry, and red velvet. She's legit. She has nice prices, $3 for a small, $5 for a medium, and $10 for a large. So like I said, y'all go check out our first partnership, PK Bakes, and her IG is at I-T-S-P-K-S. C A K E S. So yeah, y'all go check her out. Appreciate y'all for that. But back to what you were saying, Amherst. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with what you were saying. Yeah, buy more sweets, no, not more sneaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it was, it was good, I ain't gonna lie. I like that. I like that. I like that. No, it was not, bro. <laughs> Oh always that, it's always that one guy in the group, man. Go ahead. Next question. That was I can funny, want to hear. He wants to buy his sneakers. Yeah, you know so sure But to honor, to answer your question, young lady, you know, if he if he ain't getting the finance together, send me a picture of what you look like. We might be able to discuss. Don't do you. that. Huh? Oh, oh, my bad. Oh, my bad. You just said you just not learning how to say it. It seems like I'm farther along with him. So hey. <laughs> Take you on the lot nice little day, mm-hmm. you know. But moving on, though, the next question is, why does it seem like black families never take their children seriously when they tell them that they are depressed? How do you guys think we can do better as a whole by bringing awareness to the situation? And that's a great question, by the way. So as you all know, it is still a suicide awareness month. And this is a very important question. This is a very good question. The reason why I feel like black families never take this stuff serious is because life was a hell of a lot more simple back then when they were growing up like they don't they didn't have the problems that we had growing up we have like what do you mean by that basically okay so we have social media social media is huge with our generation and even the younger generation and back then also 
people didn't care about whether you had on name brand shoes or not. Everybody was ugly back then. I ain't gonna lie. Everybody. Mm. You said they, they didn't care? No, I don't think they really care. I don't think they really cared as much. Mm. Come out with some shacks then. It wasn't I mean, Shaq, Shaq shoes were big back then when they first came out, though. Stop playing. Shaq they were. Say. Like, they really were. They were actually very big. Like, they used to wear stuff like Penny Hardaway's. We don't, we don't wear stuff like that. They used to wear Charles Barkley shoes and uh, what's the face? The Scottie Pippen shoes. You would never catch anybody wearing them nowadays other than old heads. They yeah, don't doctor. care. So, I mean, they don't have, they didn't have social media. You know what I'm saying? I, f- I just feel like life was much simpler back then than what it is now. Like, we have all these standards people try to live up to, all these, oh, I want to be like this person. And then, like I said, social media is also affected. We see people in Jamaica and Bora Bora and what's the other place? Bowie? Maui? Bali? Whatever. Yeah, Bali. But these people living lavishly and they showing off all their money and stuff. And then we start getting hard on ourselves saying, damn, what am I doing wrong? When maybe in most of the time, most of the time, them niggas on social media lying. Mm, mm. Like they not they not living their life for real, man. Mm, mm. So that that's big. Those are some of the those are the, some of the things that we deal with nowadays. And I feel like they were also much more protected than what we are now. Like I feel like once we hit eighteen, they just throw us out to the wolves. So that's another big thing. But that's just my personal. Opinion. I feel like life living back then was much easier than what it is now. As a like child, teenager, and adult, like when you first enter those adult years. So I don't think, I don't really think they had problems with mental health back then. Like you don't really hear people saying, oh, well, I'm depressed. Like, yeah, I mean, it was, I don't think it was okay to say it either because it depends on how you were raised. Like, mm-hmm. if it's so what if, you think, like if a child said, I'm depressed at the dinner table, their mama gonna pull out a building and slap them across the face? <laughs> no, they just didn't say it at all. They're going to be like, what are you talking about? They're like, some parents would be like, go pray. That is true. That is true. That is true. They'll say, go pray. Like, they don't know any, like, their parents didn't allow them to say, I am depressed. So, why would they allow us to say, I'm depressed? And also, I also feel like another, I'm glad you brought up the go pray thing. Church does not fix everything. I'm sorry. I know that's probably not the most popular thing to say, but it it just don't. Like, we pray. Um, I promise y'all, we pray. We pray a lot. Sometimes, you know, some people are more impatient than others and they feel like their prayers may not work. And a lot of people don't understand God don't work on our time. So that's big as well. But that's just like going to church always works. I definitely think like to piggyback off of that, I think personally the reason why uh, black families don't really like kind of cast away that depression is because of like the spiritual aspects of it and like bringing God into it. Like they don't want, I believe it's like not coming from or of course, I think it's developed into just like, okay, no, don't say that. You're not depressed. Like, go to your room and go pray. You know, go with, you know, you just need God. That's not what it is. But I think it's more of like them out of fear, you know, it just kind of come off, comes off like that. But they just don't want you to say, like, just don't want you to claim depression. Because when you say, like, I am depressed, then you become that. And then that's why, like, it just brings you deeper into that type of mindset. Not saying mm-hmm. that depression is just a mindset, because I understand that there are people with chemical imbalances in their brain. But for those people that um, have just kind of picked it up over time, or like just being in society, the society that we do live in, like Tristan was saying, with the social media and everything, that you know there's so much pressure on us like really young in this generation so it's like they don't want you to to embody that but at the same time it's like well it's still there you know what i'm saying you can't just say i'm 
not depressed and then all of a sudden you know you're not gonna be depressed and i think like nowadays like we're uncovering a lot and we're discovering more we're discovering more truths about mental health about like just kind of how everything works with our emotions and being more accepting of okay truly okay what is what is my child actually trying to tell me when they say they're depressed let's get down to it like what's what's triggering that like what is it something that i'm doing like i feel like there's a lot more just with i mean people can say like we're getting more sensitive just because like we're figuring out all these different things that have actually been really traumatic for some people or really triggering for some people and it's like oh man like that don't be too sensitive but it's like okay well maybe that's not the case for you but some people can actually like be traumatized by something so it's like we have to be a little bit more careful about just how we are associating with people or like how we're interacting with people so and just also before anyone i'm sorry but I feel like they weren't as informed as we are that. on mental health. So I feel like that's also very important. Yeah, there's a little training for it back in the past. So my thing is, the way it works is, like, parents, you know, our parents growing up, I mean, if they say that stuff, they had a licking toward the face, you know, behind and all that stuff. They, there's no, they can't, re- you can't really teach an old dog new tricks. So my thing is, okay, you tell your parents that, but your parents are like, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to say? Oh, I know, like, this worked for me back in the past, like how Tristan was saying church, uh, but church didn't fix everything. The whole thing is that, hey, if, if you're feeling some type of way or however case, you know, take it back to a place where, you know, you were happy and start fresh from the beginning from there. That's all I got to say about that. It's hard to do that for some people, though, dog. Like, it may not be that simple. Right? I mean, but again, like how you were saying before, like, it's not something that could happen overnight, too. So it's like if you, if you go, like, a week and it's like, well, this shit's not working, I'm still, like, sad. It's like, okay, well... You know what I'm saying? It takes 21 days for a habit to break in. So mm. not saying, of course, you know, that's going to fix everything. But I think it's definitely it gives it because coming from because I was at a really dark place. I want to say I, I just want to say that I was at a really dark place last year. And I just realized that I was because of my own self, like negative self-talk. I was putting myself in that cycle over and over and over again and you know that's the definition of insanity you know what i'm saying that's like what people do just because of like the society that we're in the society that we're in with especially with social media we're we're um consuming all this toxicity and we're like accepting it as you know funny or you know like you know uh, trendy or whatever and it's like like that stuff is actually affecting you uh, really deeply and if you can that's why people are I feel like people are always like you know stay positive try to stay positive I mean it's not as simple as that but to be more like actively conscious about like just staying in high vibrations and if something is going to trigger you or something is like mm-hmm. you know doesn't make you feel you know that way I mean sometimes you know some people can't help it you know they're in situations they're in environments that but just constantly maybe an abusive household or maybe just like parents that are neglectful or like you know family friends that are just they can't really get out of it so <laughs> it's like in your mind like that's why your mind is so powerful because you know when you when you're actively con- consciously changing your negative thoughts to um positive thoughts or even when negative thoughts come in you don't have to accept every single thought that comes in your head like you don't no. so focusing more on the positive thoughts can can go a long way factual yeah, wise, definitely get that right. wise words from a wise woman <laughs> <laughs> but Snurly Jack what y'all think no man cause I would say 
about that because I live in a Haitian household, right? Uh-huh. So it, it's kind of different for me because, like, growing up, we don't talk about like depression because they expect you to always be happy, basically. So if you were to inform them that you are depressed, I'm pretty sure they're going to start questioning me about what am I depressed about? Mm-hmm. Because I basically have everything that I want. Right. Mm-hmm. So like I graduated school, I got a job, I got a car and things like that. But there's more than that in my life that, you know, that would keep me happy. Right. So like, for example, not too long ago, I felt some type of ways, right. Where mm-hmm. I couldn't think I went to work. I didn't feel like being at work. I, I basically was not liking anything about my days. And I literally wanted to talk to my mom about it. Right. But I feel like if I was to just be like, hey, mom, I don't feel good. I feel depressed. I feel like she was going to just look at me like, nigga, you, what the fuck you talking about? <laughs> what is that? Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Like, like, yeah, depression. Like, so, so I don't like us. I know us as Caribbeans and all, we don't talk about depression. So we just try to thug it out and try to hope for a, a better tomorrow. <laughs> so you, you might think you got away from it, but literally it's still there it's just you kind of put a lid on it and be like okay i'll be right back let me just try to enjoy my day for today or tomorrow or next week but eventually it's gonna catch up with you so so we don't really deal with this that's why i normally talk to my friends and things like that because the way society makes it is is like as a male you're Mm -hmm. not supposed to feel any type of ways so you're supposed to be like the strong guy you're not you know, you're not supposed to be emotional and all that. So when we bought all those things up, eventually it's just going to explode in somebody else's face. And then that person is going to be curious about like, what the hell's wrong with this man right here? Because like now he acting like a whole, you know, a whole bitch, you know, things like that. But it's it's actually us holding on to a lot of things that we don't really talk about. And whenever we talk about it, people makes us feel insecure about it. Mm-hmm. And we feel like we're not men enough. So. We just we just hold that shit in, and until it, it's either we're gonna explode, we're gonna commit suicide, or it, it can happen in uh, like a lot of different ways. So, me personally, I, I like to talk about my feelings to my like to y'all, to my homies, and things like that. And that way, I feel like I get it off my chest, even when it's not gonna go like away, even like as in this moment. But as, as long as I know I told somebody how I was mm-hmm. feeling and yeah. and got it out there. Because I feel like if I don't get it out there, if I just let it sit there, like throughout my days, I'm just going to be thinking about it forever. Because it happened before where I was basically de- depressed for a whole year and I was trying to avoid it. I thought because, you know, maybe because it was about like a breakup or I didn't accomplish the goal that year, things like that. Right. But the whole time you were just like I was trying to find excuses for myself, like, you know, just to get away from it. And eventually I just had to talk to somebody actually was one of my homeboys he's a pastor now so shout out to him so after i talked to him and i was just like bro what is you doing and you know i kept on you i know you're saying you know you know prayers don't fix everything but i feel like when it whenever it comes to that you just got to give it time because if you're rushing it it's never gonna happen so you just got to keep praying and hope for a better tomorrow and after that you know things might things might change for you and you know it's crazy that you say that. Like when I like when stuff would go wrong and I would pray for it, it like I would get it, but it wouldn't be exactly when I wanted it. So it'd be yeah. like you know what I'm saying. It and it, it is definitely a, like a power in a prayer. You have to believe. Yeah, you also. have to believe, bro. You have to believe and give it time because God is not gonna be working on your time every time. Exactly. So 
you just gotta relax and go through it go through your days and it try to try to make positive decisions and all that because if you're not if you're just sitting here like oh man god taking his sweet time with this one i need to get out of this it's never gonna happen you're just gonna be sitting there stuck in inside your own head and thinking about ways to hurt yourself because yeah. that's how it happens and social media don't, don't make it any better because every day you wake up somebody else is doing something else your ex probably living a better life she has a new man that may probably got a freaking you know, some type of car that you don't have. Now you're thinking like, damn, she moved on to a to a bigger, better man, but that man's probably a dope dealer. He probably gonna go to jail next week or some <laughs> shit like that. Bro, so it's a bunch of things that can mess up with your head. So I, I feel like that's why I don't get on social media as much, you know, because I try to stay away from it because I know like if I just get on it, I'm gonna see something that's gonna make my day like probably like horrible or something like that so i just stay away from it get on it whenever i need some laughs or something like that but if i don't need any of that bro i just stay off of it because i know so something gonna throw my days off so mm -hmm. so i try to keep my hair my head clean you know this yeah. is when you get a manifest wall for sure it's also important that you have those friends that you can talk to and pray with and even do a Bible study with because I, I've been doing my Bible study like lately and it, it really helps. I don't do it as often as I should, but I do it when I can. And honestly, when you do it, it definitely makes you feel a little better. So that it, it helps with depression. I'm not saying that it'll solve your problem, but it helps. Just have friends and have people you can talk to and that is, that's going to be honest with you. Like yeah. Jackson, Schnurly, Bruno, shout out to Trezon, shout out to Janelle. Those are the two people I do my uh, Bible study with. But you know, it it helps. It, it really do help. Like when you feeling down, you need you a solid, not a not a big group of people, mm -mm. not like a mm -hmm. not associates, not people you talk to sparingly. You need a good group of people you can talk to. That's gonna keep it up with you. And also shout out to Deja and Jolisa too, because they they're normally there for me too. If I like if y'all don't answer, or even if I hit them up first, they're gonna answer the phone regardless. So shout out to all of y'all because it, it's been a tough year for really all of us. It, it's definitely been tougher for each of us at different points of the year, but it's definitely been tough on all of us. And every time I need one of y'all, y'all pick up the phone. And I'm like, it, like words can't describe how grateful I am because without all of y'all, Deja and Jolisa included and my father, and my mom, grandma, all of them, I'd be lost. So without y'all, this podcast definitely wouldn't even be happening right now. And I definitely feel like it's very important that you have a solid group of friends that you can call on. And just because they don't answer your phone call every day, that does not mean they don't care. They still have life, they have jobs, and they have their own things and own problems to do. But, you know, it's the fact that most of the time they're going to be there when you need them. And that's what's important. Like the most important, it's very vital that you have those friends in your life because you're going to need them. You're not going to have every answer to every question, and every problem. Like uh, if, if people know me, I'm normally one of the youngest people in my friend groups. Like I, I always have people that I can learn from, whether it's a stupid experience or a smart experience experience. I'm going to learn something. I'd rather learn from y'all rather than learn from my own mistakes, unfortunately. That's just me being honest. So, you know, it's very important that you have those friends that's going to, you know, help you when you can't help yourself. That's very important. So, shout out to y'all. Y'all mean a lot to me. I may not say it every day. Bruno, I know I'm an asshole to you. I'm going to continue mm -hmm. to be an asshole to you. Shout, out to, Jackson, shout out to Beans. You know, yeah. all that. 
And Amber, shout out to you too, because you definitely give out some great pointers in life as well to your people, I'm sure. And even with your little reels and everything, you inspire a lot of people and you push a lot of people to keep going. So that's very important. You know what Thank I'm saying? You, no I'm problem, Bob. For but oh yes, no, I'm sorry. I, you know, we ain't got your take on this yet. So go ahead. I'm sorry. I had to get that out. Let y'all know how grateful I am of y'all niggas. I agree to piggyback off of piggyback off of Jackson. I feel like, you know, when we're raised in a Haitian household, we're not allowed to tell our parents how we actually feel. Like we can't go up to them and say, like, you know, we're depressed because they feel like because they pay the bills, we have food on the table, the lights are on. That should be everything that we need. But I feel like it's our job as like, you know, the next generation, like when we're raising our family to do better when we're raising our children to instill that in them that it's okay to talk about what's going on in your life. Because just because our parents, they didn't necessarily have that because, you know, it's like a generational curse. Mm -hmm. Like the fam, like their parents were the same way their parents did not teach them. Mm -hmm. So therefore my grandparents did not teach my mom and my dad. So therefore when they're raising me, they feel like the way their parents taught them is like, you can't be crying. Like all the time you can't count on people. You can't Mm -hmm. be depressed, like all that stuff. So that's just my take on it. And do you feel like it can, do y'all feel like we can possibly change it? Like we can, you know, hopefully we can change that with our kids and the generations coming, you know, after and after. Cause even when we were, when me, Jackson and Bruno was coaching, we were strict on the kids, but you know, kids are going to be kids that we don't know what's going on in these kids' houses. So although we were strict and we could be assholes at times, they always knew that if something was going on, they could come talk to either one of us. We, we always had that open relationship with our group of kids. Cause we had over 20 kids. Literally, I want to say 30, maybe. Cause there was a bunch of kids on our JV team. Mm-hmm. So, you know, regardless of what was, no matter how strict, how much we made them run or whatever we made them do, they could always come talk to us. So is that important to like, keep pushing towards the youth? Like you don't have to be afraid to talk to us, you know? Yeah, bro. Cause you can't expect kids to be tough all the time because if they're going to be tough all the time, they're going to be hurting all the time because they don't have no one to talk to. And every time they feel like they they, they want to talk to somebody, they feel like like they're gonna be talking, but inside inside your head, they think um that you're gonna be just be laughing at them and be like, man, if you don't grow up and, and tough thug it out and be a man, and right now you're acting like a, a female right now, but that's but that's you know that's not what we really want because we I, I honestly want it like if you feel some type of way, you can just come talk, hit me up and be like, hey. This is what's going on. I might not say anything at the moment, but I'm going to listen because you need that person to listen to you, even if they're not saying anything. And if I have my input, then I'll put my input. But everyone needs that one person that that listens and not and not feel like you're judging them all the time, because that's what most people scared of. They feel like someone is going to be judging them because they're not strong enough at the time for themselves, you know, because that's what our generation is basically telling people how to how to be basically you know yeah factual factual because I, I want my kids to know like you can always be open with me that's talk to me don't don't go to sleep thinking that no one cares about you don't go to sleep mm-hmm. thinking that i don't care or that you can't come talk to me because you can talk to me about anything to be honest i don't care what it is so 
It's always just like open book. Just come talk to your pops. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, wow. Keep that relationship open. Yeah, come, come talk to your <laughs> pops, <laughs> man. Step <laughs> daddy. All right, pops. <laughs> oh, but yeah, moving on to the last and final question of this question segment. And uh, yeah, I know y'all used to us being funny. Y'all kind of seeing the more serious, more, you know, sentimental side of it. You know, we can do it all, really. You know, it don't really matter. But basically, this question is, I mean, what is a celebrity death that made you feel some type of way? Mm. I would say Nip, Nipsey, Nipsey, Kobe. I, I knew I knew Jack was gonna say that because Jack, Jack. I remember when we was at work and Nipsey died, and Jack came up to me. He was like, "Bro," I was like, "What's up?" He was like, "Nipsey just died," and I was like, "Damn, crazy." I just kept <laughs> it pushing. <man>. <laughs> Whoa, yeah, no, like we were, we, we were I'm at not, work. Oh, go ahead, Jack. My bad. Yeah, we was at work, and I was just like doing something, and like. Dave, Dave had hit me up and he was like, bruh, that man gone. And I'm like, who's gone? I'm the boy got shot or something like that. I'm like, gone. Like, who in the hell still in the streets? Everybody's supposed to be grown and working right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, you got priorities. Yeah. Like, what the hell are you talking about? And he was like, and then he sent me the link and I'm like, come on. And then we were just talking about going to the man concert like a few weeks later. Mm-hmm. And then he was just like, it happened. And I'm like, damn, bro. And then I, the whole day, my whole day was off. I came home. Everything was still the same. The next day, I'm like, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. And it's like one of those people, like, when they, when they die, you want to know exactly how it happened. You, you're looking all over the YouTube to see, to see like how it happened, why they did it, and who was there, who could have helped, and all that shit. You feel like you a cop now. So that's how I feel, mm-hmm. man. That shit crazy. No, that his death was crazy for real. It was sad for sure. Like, but yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm not even gonna. Lie. I'm not one of the people that's gonna be like, "Oh yeah, I bang with Nipsey." I wasn't the biggest fan of his music. Like, he had a couple of songs I liked, but I wasn't very big on Nipsey when he was alive. So I'm not gonna fake the funk because everybody else on the bandwagon. So I mean, I, it was sad. Of course, it's always sad when someone died. It was, no matter whether they're a celebrity or not. But you know, I, I mean. I felt bad for Jack because he was like you could tell he was definitely thrown off like you you know what I'm saying, but me on the other hand I was just like damn man that shit crazy oh well no but it's sad though because it's just like look how the man died like he was gunned down and then he has kids. in front of his own store too <laughs> yeah that's and then he has kids he has like a partner it's just that's just the whole thing yeah. is sad. Yeah, the whole way he died was like mad disrespectful. He died yeah. by somebody in his clique. He died in front of his store. After he was dead, the man kicked him in the head. Mm. So it was just like a whole bunch of things that's like, dang, bro, you, you like you a real evil person. Very disrespectful. But Amory's Bruno, uh, Schnelli, I'm going to wait to say mine. Well, mine was Kobe. Uh, Kobe, uh, RP to go. For him, I remember I was at work. It was that Sunday. And what happened was I'm looking at my phone and I see, oh, Kobe did. I'm thinking this is a nice little prank. Someone put it on TV or whatever. I'm like, can't be. So it's an hour until I clock out. I go home said, and then I see my mom in tears. I said, mom, what's mommy? Mom said, Kobe did. I said, could my mom been watching Kobe for the life of me? And she says, that she feels like she actually like knows knows Kobe. I'm like, mom, stop crying. That was the day like that really resonated with me for sure. Because again, seeing your mom t- 
cry and you know a big inspiration on <laughs> she never met kobe but she got a kobe jersey kobe shirt she felt like hey, she knew kobe you know from back when he you know he's like a little boy in the in the uh, nba till he grown and professional with his kids the whole situation too is mind-boggling but <laughs> shout out to he had on the nation though bro yeah but shout out to the bryants man for having that little pack because again it only I mean, I'm sorry to say this, but only two of them, rather than the whole family, because they had that whole little pack, like, hey, if they're going to be in the helicopter, not the whole family can't go, so shout out to Yeah, them. it would have been real sad. Okay. Yeah. It's sad regardless, and rest in peace to uh, the other families that was on the helicopter with them, too. Yes, yes, yes. All yeah, that was just, that was horrible. It was sad. And they said they found traces, I think they said they found traces of cocaine in the man system, the pilot. They did? I, th- I think. Don't quote me on that. I don't want to put no bad, I don't want to put no uh, nothing crazy on that man's name, but I want to say they did. I can look it up real quick, but y'all can go ahead and you can go ahead, Schnurly. I was going to say Nipsey and Kobe. You don't even know Nipsey. I, I don't, but it's just the situation. It's sad. It's just like, I feel like I feel bad for anybody who dies and then they leave behind small children. Like, that yeah. just breaks my heart. He had like, what, at the time he was like a one-year-old? Nipsey I'm not said. sure. I know she was real young, though. Yeah. No, it was a boy. It's it was a boy. A... Yeah. I thought it was a girl. No, she he's a girl dad. Oh, you talking about? Oh, we talking about Kobe and Nipsey. Nip. Nipsey had a son. Oh, Kobe I'm had sorry. girls. Yeah. I thought we were talking about Kobe. I apologize. I'm sorry. Yeah, he had a son that was one years old, and then Kobe had like what three girls left behind. Four. No, not. Kobe. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. The other one, the other one passed. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, mean, I hate that the word. One, that died. one was just. I'm not gonna uh, like it. We say past. <laughs> okay, past. There's the other three who are left behind. The other one wasn't like what, not even six months, and he died. Yeah, that was just like that's, that's horrible. That's so sad. Sad, and I think there was another one that was on the plane too. He had just had a child too, and I was like, damn, it, it's literally the saddest thing, saddest thing ever, bro. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's like they're never gonna know their like they know their dad, but they're never gonna actually grow up and be with their father. You know, that's crazy, Amherst. Yeah, I agree. Kobe was the the one that impacted me the most. I I'm not gonna fake the funk like you said, Tristan. I didn't really I didn't really know Nipsey until he died. Like it was kind yeah. of a situation where I didn't know Michael Jackson until he died. Hey, oh, wait, 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 Michael huh? Jackson, don't get uh, started. We're not even going. <laughs> but like, then I was learning about his legacy, learning about his music, learning about like you know the person that he was and why he actually was murdered but kobe really struck me differently because i mean of course you know it's a devastating thing when anyone passes so like whenever celebrities pass it doesn't really impact me just because like you know that's really sad but it's just like somebody else on the news you know what i'm saying like you might have had like a another connection to them just because like you know they're on social media and you kind of know about their life but (laughs) you know I just don't really have that connection with like celebrities, but Kobe was a big one just because like like my family's into like basketball and stuff and or like my my brothers and like Alicia was saying like with his kids like that's a big thing for me like you're leaving your oh like oh my god with his wife and the fact that his little girl died with him like that sh- that was not that was hard <laughs> to to even fathom what. The, like that fam, what their family was going through, I couldn't even imagine. That's factual. And also, I'm sorry, I mixed up the pilot, the uh, helicopter crash, helicopter slash plane crash. Kobe Bryant's pilot didn't have cocaine system, uh, cocaine system. That was Aaliyah's pilot, the singer who uh, died in the plane crash. Her pilot had cocaine in his system. I'm yeah, sorry. that was sad too. That was sad, but that didn't affect me for real. I didn't. I was like 
two, maybe. Yeah, I was, I was mad young, bro. Yeah, you I didn't mad know young, but then you hear about it when you're older. Yeah, when you hear about it later sad. and you hear her music, yeah. it's sad because you wonder like what could have been. But yeah, just um, like Selena, she was shot and killed by her best mm, friend. Damn, I never, I, to be honest, I still haven't heard. I mean, it's it's a sad situation, but I still to this day don't really know much about Selena. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, you watched the movie when you was in yeah. high school? Nah, I didn't. They never played it for me. You know, I didn't take. Uh, I didn't take. Four it's on TV still. I mean, I might well, check it out one day. One person, language. <laughs> one person I feel like you know always just a you know shout out to him RP you know Chad Chad, Chad Bozeman yes oh that was a big one. Oh, that one came out of nowhere that was so sad oh my god that one was yeah, that was another one that was bad and that I'm not going I'm not even going to say it affected me because it, it did but it really didn't because I'm like well damn it's sad but damn I just feel like I seen one on the TV screen that hey Watching the Marvel I've seen him movies. in a lot of roles. Not yeah, even just Marvel. He played in a lot of roles before Marvel. Yeah, the Jackie Robinson. He even, was I forgot the I forgot the uh, famous singer he played too. But he didn't been in a lot of roles, bro. Wasn't like Little Richard? Like, no, I don't know what the hell you talking about. I think he did play Little Little Richard. What the hell is a Little Richard? <laughs> the Little actor, Richard. The, the singer who died. <laughs> I don't I don't know about that one. Well, don't forget okay, Alex Trebek. Anyway, moving on. Um, I think. I think. I think. Huh? For my, you know, my Haitian people, you know, the first tragedy about their president also who was assassinated just mm. in, in July. The one, yeah, the one that was just that, mostly uh, re- yeah. recently assassinated, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know a lot was, of Haitians were very heavily affected by that. Yeah, that's when everything kind of started going haywire. haywire. Yeah. yeah. I, I would say me personally, the I, I'm going to switch it up because I know y'all y'all basically said the same thing. I mean, Jack said something different. He said Nipsey, but y'all said Kobe. And Kobe definitely affected me also just because I was a basketball player. And, you know, he also gave me love for the game. Michael Jackson didn't really affect me because I was just like nine, ten years old. My, I, was with my, I was with my stepmom at the time when he when they found out he passed. I, you know, it's crazy. I was trying to play like I was trying to go on DisneyChannel.com because that was at the time when they still had the games on their website. Oh, those mm-hmm. was fire. Mm. For sure. And I was trying to play that, and I had got on Yahoo first, and it was like, oh, Michael Jackson pronounced dead. And I was like, yo, Michael Jackson dead? And she was like, <gasps> and I was like, what are you mm-hmm. doing? Why are you like that? <laughs> and she was like, no, no, no. I'm like, yeah, 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 he did. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Stop. <laughs> it's sad. But at the time, I didn't realize how iconic Michael Jackson was. I knew he was Michael Jackson, but I didn't know he was Michael Jackson, you know? Mm-hmm. Just so, like Whitney. Just like John Witherspoon. John Witherspoon. Oh, never mind. Yeah, Pop. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you're right. I, I almost said, huh? But yeah, Snurl, I heard you though, Whitney Houston. Yeah, yeah. For oh, sure. Okay, y'all act like I didn't know who that was. Her death was... <laughs> I thought he was pretending like he didn't know who that was. No, oh. no. Nah, nah. Her death was sad. And plus, her death was a little sadder because her uh, daughter ended up overdosing later on, too. Mm-hmm. That was real sad. But my celebrity death is going to, it hurt me. I think Jack probably know where I'm going with this. I'm pretty sure. But the, yeah, it was recent. probably like a couple years ago. But uh, it, it's pot smoke. Pot smoke really hurt me. Mm-hmm. It's definitely greatly. I'm not going to say it affected me to the point where I couldn't like, where I was like Jack with, like I was distraught for the rest of the day. But it definitely bothered me because I really like pot smoke as an artist, as a person. Like I would watch his interviews and you can ask anybody like that was at post eight around the time. Like I was listening to pot smoke almost every day as loud as possible, almost blowing my speakers out. It, the reason why I was so sad is because me and Pop smoke the same age. Like, I'm a couple of months older than him. And it's sad because they found, he didn't attempt to, you know, he didn't purposely flash his address. It just happened where, you know, he was trying to show off the bag. 
you know how rappers and other celebrities do. I guess whoever found them, they screenshotted the address before he could delete it. They called him at what three, four o'clock in the morning, mm. and they shot him. And it, I find it funny how they sneak in. It's like four or five other people in the house. No one hears them come in the house. You telling me no one, no one, four or five other people in that house. No one see them. No one hear them. No one hear nothing. No one's correct. The the dude that killed them was like what sixteen years old. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah you were. They were young. They, they, they were, were young. Like, really they were like young. 16, 15 years old. And yeah. that also shows you how dangerous like LA is. The gang violence there is crazy because they literally didn't even know possible. They was trying to rob them. So, but that just it just not only because I was a fan of his, but he was so young, and that showed you just how quick from you. Like it don't matter where you are and where you are in life. Like life could really be taken from you just like that. It don't matter how much money you got. And it was just mm-hmm. sad because like he was literally hitting his peak. Like he was blowing, like he was blowing up big. And I remember when Jack first played Pop Smoke for me. I'm like, what? What the hell is this? Why are you playing this? Because you know, a couple of days later, you see me and I'm like, hey, 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 yeah, baby, welcome to the party. Yeah. I, I was like, yes, sir, that's my boy. So I was real hurt when they took my boy, and I still listen to his music faithfully. But I think that that hurt me just because like he young and he had his whole life ahead of him, and it's like maybe that situation could have been handled a little differently. Maybe you know. And just a young soul being took very quickly. Mac Miller also. Mm, I've been. Yeah. I, I wasn't the biggest fan of his music, but I knew of him. So yeah, you know, he, he was definitely growing on me. Yeah, yeah, I like. I liked what he stood for. Mac Miller and Juice World. Oh yeah, Vaughn hurt me too. Vaughn. It, it. It. I'm not gonna say it hurt me. I just. I. I kind of feel type way because you know how what Vaughn rap about. I just feel like dang. I don't know. Like with, it, but... Yeah, with that one, it was kind of. I didn't know how to feel because. No, because the things that he raps about and when you put the things that he do is like, it's like, okay, it sucks that you passed away. Right. But to me, it was like that if that's the lifestyle that you were living. So I can't really I didn't know how to feel about it. So I had to think about it from a a guy that's like one of the street dudes. So it's Mm -hmm. like if you if that's what you're living by, that's what you're going to die by. So I had to think about it like that. But it still sucked that he passed away, you know? I, I, I feel like it sucked because just in the instance of he he came in with the, you know, with the mindset to fight. He didn't have any gun on him. He, and I guess that I guess you could say that's his fault because you're in the yeah, street. Like, why would you do that? Yeah. But, you know, you're trying to fight that like grown man. Damn. And then on top of that, the dude ran up behind him and shot him. So it's like, you know, damn, it's kind of tough, bro. But And then DMX. Nigga, what? You don't name five DMX songs right now. <laughs> Dang, man, we just name it. We just name it people who died. Wait, no, wait, no, you just no. said name five. So you don't know five DMX songs? No, I was talking about no. No, y'all really don't. No, I ain't gonna no. lie to you. Hell, I don't. No, I don't. I know that I can, I can sing them, but I can't. Yeah, no, I'm talking about head, not titles. No, right now. Wow. Jack, do you know five DMX songs? Yes. Name e- Egg's gonna give it to you, Rough That's Rider. Right. Okay. Party up. Right. <laughs> Should I keep going? <laughs> 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 we be. Eyes going down. Oh my God. Oh yeah. How you doing? Uh, How's going man? That's, that's a good song. That's a good song. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, man, that's a that's a real that's really that's pretty much it for that topic. So that's the end of the question segment for the day, meaning the episode has come to an end. I know y'all are probably used to more funny content. This was probably a little bit more one of our, like, you know, serious episodes. We switching it up. We switching up. We don't want to just talk about 
sex and relationships and how females mm-hmm. and shit all the time now you know um, so you, switch you, it up. you know those are my favorite subjects yeah you know? you know you know you know you know you gotta switch it up a little bit my subject. good brothers but amorous we want to thank you for coming on and being a very great guest tonight i'm so so grateful that you asked me to come on here and speak this was amazing i of hope course. that i can come back and hang with y'all another time of course you know we gonna make some shake and bring you back on glam glam probably the next time you come on here this, this is gonna be a much bigger podcast we're gonna be well much more well known around so that's the goal you know oh absolutely so for sure and is there anything you want to promote before you head out or anything like that i would just promote my socials definitely follow me on the gram glamorous underscore that's g-l-a-m-a-r-i-s S on Instagram and TikTok. And then when you click the link in the bios on both of those platforms, you will see everything that you'll need to see. So yeah, check me out. That's all I got to promote. All right, bet that up. And also, guys, y'all continue to send in those questions for the question segment. As you can tell, we answer questions pretty much about anything, mental health, black families, sex, cheating how to finance the money better all that stuff we, we don't discriminate i told you we're a podcast we talk about anything you want us to so keep sending in those questions and we're gonna keep answering those questions next yeah. week we got a real special episode this is this next week's episode is gonna be hbcu versus pwi so we got two students coming in from florida and university and we also have two students coming in from the University of Southern, well, South Florida. So they're going to talk to you about their college experiences and let you know why they chose what they did and why you should go to that respected school or why you should choose the HBCU or PWI. It's going to be very interesting. The people we have coming on are very interesting individuals. Highly opinionated. Yeah, very, very, very much so. So we can't wait to get that episode to you next week. That's going to be a good one. Make sure you guys go follow our IG and Twitter pages at bdgi.podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T. I also want to give a quick shout out to some of our new members on the teams, Jordan, Mark, Marnell, Courtney, and our young person that's not really on the team, but we consider him a part of the team just because he's family. Sebastian, he did a thing on his little interview last week. Shout out to him. Y'all go check that out. Basically, like I said, if y'all are interested in joining the team in a behind-the-scenes role, just helping us out and helping us promote and make this podcast the best in the world, like I keep telling y'all, it's gonna be, I'm telling y'all, y'all need to join the team now while we still small. Because once we get big, we're not going to be answering all these DMs and questions and stuff like that, like how we're doing now. It's only a matter of time. I say two years top before we at the top, so... Y'all better get with us now. But for sure, though, y'all get up with us if you feel like you can add something special to the team. We're always trying to improve and make our content better for our listeners. And also, check us out on different podcasts. We are going to be doing a lot of guesting on different podcasts from here on out, trying to get our podcast out. So y'all check us out on you know that. Check out the social medias, and we'll leave more information for that. And thank you, everyone, for tuning into episode four. We are literally almost halfway through the first season. It has been a very long, stressful, enjoyful ride so far. Thank you, everyone, that's been helping us out. Thank you to all our guests we've had so far. Amaris, we love you. We can't wait to bring you back on. Thank you. 
Bruno, Jack, y'all got anything y'all want to say before we head out tonight? Oh, oh yeah, man. Follow me on every social media platform. <laughs> 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 oh, Not the plug. The only <laughs> black king. <laughs> and also, for another thing before we leave, we are also trying to grow partnership-wise. So if you got a small business or you feel like you can help us out and we can help you out, hit us up in our DMs and we can work something out. Also, shout out to The Workshop X. If you need any type of shoe or you need anything, go hit him up. I will leave like a little link to his name in the description below. Well, in the description of the episode. So y'all go check that out. Also, go check out my girl Sandy on Instagram. She is giving out teeth cleaning for the low and she is very legit. I'll leave her name also in the link in the bio. So y'all go check them out. We're always trying to build. We're always trying to promote. So y'all get up with us. And thank you for tuning in to episode four. Y'all already know who it is. It's your boy T. Hudden. And peace out. Yeah, yeah. Bye, guys. BJ Too Dope signing out. Shut your dumb ass up. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys.